Welcome to the latest episode of Schnepp Connects. Today, we have Tom Gretsch, who's the president and CEO of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. Thomas Gretsch has been head of the Queen's Chamber since 2015, and prior to that, he was an executive for their energy company in Nassau County. The Queen's Chamber of Commerce represents more than 1,400 businesses and over 150,000 Queens-based employees. Its mission is to foster connections, educate for success, develop and implement programs, and advocate for members' interests. So, Tom, welcome. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Gosh, so good to see you. And also, it's great to catch up a little bit about your family, your kids, and especially your mom. Great to see you. Thank you. So the chamber has been an institution in the borough for for a very long time. And I think maybe we could just start off. I mean, I touched on a little bit, but really, you know, what what your core focus is as far as the leader and as far as the chamber as a whole. Thanks so much for the opportunity again. Um, You know, it's interesting. We had our our last events of the pandemic on March 14th, 2020. Mm -hmm. And Honoree was then commissioner, NYPD commissioner Dermot Shea. We also honor the Tuberty family who were in the process of building the Rockaway Hotel. And uh, I'll never forget the NYPD commission looked over to me and said, with everything happening and and slowly unfurling, I'll bet you this is the last time we're going to see bagpipers three days before St. Pat's. And sure enough, the man was right because Mm. city, the state, the chamber, we all shut down. And it was a terrible period of time. It still has shockwaves in certain parts of Queens, especially in our restaurant area, which I can talk about a little bit too. But from that day on, we decided a couple of important things with the full support of my board. We did not charge for any online informational events. Sometimes we monetize things because again, we are a not-for-profit, but I made a commitment and my board backed me up a thousand percent that during those trying times when we pivoted from in-person events, to online and video events, Zoom events, we were not going to charge. And uh, membership was a challenge. We had some folks step up and adopt a member. We adopted a couple hundred members during that period of time to keep the chamber going, frankly. But at the end of the day, we worked really, really hard at making sure all the information was out there. We hosted our Queens delegation from Congress, holding their feet to the fire regarding the Triple P money, as well as the Restaurant Relief Fund. They performed, in my opinion, magnificently. They understood the issues. They helped us get funding to the people that needed it. And to me, Josh, as a fellow Met fan, I know you'll appreciate this. (laughs) Steve Cohen comes on the scene and he bequeaths 15 million bucks to six community groups in Queens County to give out. Um, I was basically Santa Claus in the summertime. There were certain stipulations. We beat every single one when it came time to have them be minority women owned focused and so on. But thanks to the largesse of Steve, Uncle Steve, as we call him now, we gave out $3.7 million of that 15, and we are immensely proud of that effort. And uh, he is a great, great philanthropist, along with his wife, Alexandra, and can't wait for the season to start in a few short weeks. I love to hear that, you know, because I, I know that the chamber has, you know, many businesses, as small as they get, individuals starting businesses up to, you know, huge corporations. And it's nice to hear that those corporate members like the Mets or even some of the banks. I saw there was a check presentation, I believe, last week from Investors Bank that these institutions are giving back to support the small businesses. That's right. I'll do you one better, too. Large and small, we had support. Over the course of years, you know, when you're in this line of work, you want to have partners and friends and, yes, mentors. And I consider a number of folks in city government and related industries mentors. One of my first is Bob Cattell, used to run Brooklyn Union Gas. Then there's Carlos Sasura who ran the Brooklyn Chamber, now the Building Congress. 
and we're hoping he'll get the nod for EDC. And the other one is Kathy Wild. Boy, what a great, great testament to her knowledge, right? She was ready to retire from what I understand. And when this thing hit, she called me one day and said, listen, Tom, if you had a couple million dollars at your disposal, beyond giving out grants to people, what would you do with that money? And we talked about doing outreach, right? We have, we're the largest geographic borough in the city of New York. We have about 47,000 businesses, some mom and pops, sole practitioners and large ones. But together, thanks to Kathy Wild and the folks at the Partnership for New York City Foundation, we got all five chambers together and we formed what's called the Small Business Resource Network, the SBRN. And that was thanks to the generosity and the brain power of Kathy, but also she tapped into her network, uh, the Peter G. Peterson Foundation, an established foundation in New York City. The son of Peter, Michael, runs the foundation to this day, and they gave millions of dollars to the five chambers of commerce to fund us for one year to get 22 people out in the street and knock on doors and offer the services that were available from us, also from the city of New York and the state of New York, just a real great, I pun on this one, but a real great shot in the arm to get businesses back in business. Uh, and one of the things, Josh, that we learned that I don't think most folks needed, and I always use this example, is like Mama's Empanadas. Mama's Empanadas has been around forever. Before the COVID, Mama didn't need a website. Mama didn't need much of anything except her recipe and her mm -hmm. loyal clientele. Well, lo and behold comes the COVID and people couldn't order online. There was no website to go peruse. She barely had a point of sale system. And so one of the things of the many things that we did with that funding was help build and offer at no cost, complimentary websites, point of sale apparatus and setup, search engine optimization. We put literally thousands across the city of New York, thousands of organizations, put them in a digital framework. And now places like Mama's and a host of others have beautiful websites, well done, created locally, we shop local, we buy local with all those folks. And it was really a great thing. In fact, we honored Peter Peterson and his memory, he's deceased, and his son, Michael, at our Small Business Heroes event back in December. So a lot mm -hmm. of things going on, uh, a lot of great people supported us, and it's something that we'll never forget. I love how that's, you know, true tangible results for, for the smallest of businesses. Yes. Sometimes it's like down to the basics of what they really need support with to be able to have a going concern. Absolutely. No question. Talk a little bit about the, the Queens Tech Council, because, you know, we've heard a lot about the tech community growing in Queens, particularly. So could you share a little bit about that council that the chamber yeah. formed? Totally my pleasure. So you, like me and your mom, we rue the day when Amazon pulled out. That was Valentine's Day about three yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. I tell people all the time, that was the saddest business day of my life. I never yeah. was more crestfallen, upset, and just plain sad about how some of our fellow New Yorkers treated them as a business. And I couldn't help but think during the terrible days of this COVID, how nice it would have been to see cranes in the sky in Long Island City building the future home for this wonderful company that is was promising 25,000 jobs at $150,000 a piece. But, but during that time of reflection, I thought about all the reasons why Amazon, because once it was announced they were coming, myself and about 40 other folks were part of that inner circle. And we learned a lot. We learned about why Amazon was chosen, Queens in particular. And there was three key reasons, right? A lot of people will diss our transportation system. 
but we have by far the greatest transportation system probably in the world, right? Two gorgeous built airports. JFK is going under a revised um, construction of $13 billion. LaGuardia is finishing up at $8 billion. We have subway lines, we have bus lines, we have, you name it for transportation, planes, trains, and automobiles, right? They like that, and that's why they chose us, number one. Number two, and Josh, you know this because you're close to the community, obviously, we have eight higher education centers of learning, right? Amongst them is Queens College. I always joke with Felix Matos Rodriguez, he should put me on the payroll because I talk about Queens College graduates more computer science majors than any other school in the great city of New York. Wow, Amazon knew that. They knew the educational background of St. John's and Plaza and all the schools that make up the higher ed. And also 48% of the students there are foreign born. And that leads me to my next third point about why Amazon chose us, our diversity. Here in Queens, we talk about it almost ad nauseum, but the world doesn't know that, right? The most diverse place on earth. There's 3,006 counties in America. We are number one by far. And so as I reflected on that, I got some smart people around me. Like you, I always want to try to get smarter people around me to help me figure this stuff out. And I reached out to all those tech people that are out there. And I said, we want to form as an offshoot to what Melva Miller built under the guidance of Melinda Katz, our former borough president. She built the Western Queens Tech Alliance, Western Queens Tech Council, which focused on Long Island City, right? We felt, I felt that the chamber to be that umbrella organization, we could have outreach to the entire great borough, right? So we christened it the Queens Tech Council, powered by the Chamber of Commerce. And we asked in no particular order, but number one, Amazon, will you join forces with us? Amazon could not have jumped to the table any quicker. Amazon, Google, WeWork, Facebook, you name it, ESD, EDC, every organization. Josh, the Cornell Tech Center jumped to the table, right? And the goal of this tech council is all those things Amazon wanted to do and the reason they chose us, but bring it to four from a bottom up approach, right? I wanna make sure that we build a tech environment where the kids that graduate from those eight schools don't go to Austin, up to Route 28 in Boston. They don't go to California. They stay right here in Queens and are employed locally by tech companies. Only we don't have a ton of tech companies, right? So other thing I want to build, Josh, is a Queens Angel Fund. When I said it, some people laughed, but we're well on our way. I want to build a Queens Angel Fund. I'm trying to raise 30 to $40 million to start a fund to invest in local Queens businesses. And then the last piece of that puzzle, amongst other things, but that's really important, our incubator. Queens County is the fourth largest city in America, and we have two incubators, official. We have LaGuardia, which is wonderful, and we have Queens College, which is also great, right? There ought to be a dozen in Queens County, a dozen incubators fostering prop tech, other kinds of tech, maybe even some other tech regarding educational tech, whatever it might be, whatever's out there, right? We need to do that when it comes to crypto. The guy that's the chair, of the subcommittee on crypto and blockchain is our own Clyde Van L, assemblyman from Queens, right? We got the wind at our back. We also have Hope Knight from the Greater Jamaica Development Corp. Now it runs ESD. We got it all in Queens, right? We just got to harness the resources and that's the genesis of the Queens Tech Council. I love it because at the end of the day, these are the jobs of the future and they pay well. <clears throat> Absolutely. And we want to have those smart kids and smart people stay here. Do I expect you know, an SAP or Amazon to make another move here? 
Probably not. I don't think we chased them off for good. But listen, Google's across the river. Facebook's across the river. I know they want young people and other people to be educated and work here. And I hope uh, over the course of my lifetime and yours that they bring some of their business acumen and their offices here to Queens County. You know, we, we talked about, obviously, the size of Queens and, and, and the diversity. And I, I think the diversity is probably almost best seen through the restaurants uh, that we have. I mean, some of the best, most diverse restaurants in the world. Talk a little bit more about what you're seeing in terms of the restaurant industry. I know it's been a hard fight back for them because it seemed like things were getting better. Now, obviously, with winter where there can't be as much outdoor seating and then and the current variant, what are you hearing? And was the restaurant revitalization fund that you create part of that initiative to help companies in terms of building websites and things of that nature? That's a really good question too. So let's, let's do a quick little pivot and a look back, right? And then the, what's going to happen in the future. So number one, we have 6,000 restaurants in Queens County. There's 27,000 total in the great city of New York. We have 6,000. We've estimated and pretty darn close that of those 6,000, over 1,000 closed their doors which is a terrible, terrible thing, right? I mean, some of your favorites, right? Like the Irish Cottage, amongst others, places all over the place, you know, closed, not because the real estate got sold, but because they just couldn't make a go of it, right? So we feel an obligation to upskill and reskill the folks that work there. That's number one. The Restaurant Relief Act, the RR, Restaurant Revitalization Fund, the RRF, was the brainchild of members of Congress. And I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to get our own Grace Mang Congresswoman from New York and Queens, the partner with a, an old friend, Peter King, before he left. We had the roar of the lion, the last roar of the lion, the Republican from Long Island, and the up-and-coming Democrat, Asian-American, and Grace Meng joined forces. It was a beautiful show of bipartisanship. I really, really mean that. They got together, and they worked their butts off to get that thing passed. We were searching for $120 billion nationwide. It came up short. But you know what? We were able to demonstrate the need. The bad news is not over yet, but Congressman King and Congressman Meng should hold their heads high regarding the efforts they did to get the folks to go out there and do that. I also want to give a shout out to Congressman Meeks, who runs the Queens delegation. We called his feet to the fire in a very positive, warm way because he's a get it done kind of a guy. He grabbed the entire delegation. And when I when they asked me how we could help online, in public, live. The money from the Triple P Fund was not getting to people. He used his influence in Washington, along with Swazi and Enming and a number of other ones, right? Carolyn Maloney, the people from the Queens delegation, with little exception, and got it done. They helped get the funds in the hands of the people. They also helped get people for the forgiveness of the Triple P money. So my hat is off to them. We probably could have, we could have asked a lot more of the Senate at the time and the Congress, but in a micro way, they could not have done a better job to help out our businesses, large and small, here in Queens County. Yeah, as much as people want to say, I mean, government definitely stepped up and moved as quickly as they probably ever have to, to support businesses, no question. I'll give you a stat, Josh, that you might get a kick out of. I always repeat it because I, I, I try to be fair and balanced about stuff, right? When the Triple P money wasn't flowing in early April, I learned a very interesting stat. I learned that the SBA, that was in charge of administering all that, got more applications in 14 days than they had in 14 years. Crazy. They're public servants, right? You got to have a little bit of support for these folks because of the situation there, right? 
But they, at the end of the day, they bulked up, even with the bankers. A lot of people beat up the big bankers. I know a lot of my board members that are senior level bankers work seven days a week, nights, weekends, to help not only their own clients, but anybody that applied for triple P money. So I think it was a great testament. People want a broad brushstroke and say, you know, the evildoers, the big banks, it's all a bunch of malarkey. It really is, in the words of Joe Biden. At the end of the day, they step to the plate. They help get it done during what I would argue is the worst economic disaster that ever befell any organization, any country, any period of time ever. Yeah, and the unpredictability of it. It's not like uh, a hit and then you move on. It's really uh, been dragging on. Right. See. People talk about 9-11. God, you know, you know, God bless us all. Hurricane Sandy. This was a, a pandemic that hit every nook and cranny of our country. And I think for the most part, with getting vaccinated and so on, the rates are over 90 percent in the city of New York. The credit can be spread all around. But I think we're getting to that point now. The numbers have dropped from double digits to lower single digits for infection rates. I think we're almost out of the woods. Let's talk about a little bit about the green economy. You have Queens is Green as an initiative that you're rolling out. Could you explain a, a little bit about that initiative? So um, during the last two, maybe two cycles ago, the legislative session in New York City uh, Council, uh, a Queens representative who I got, I've, I've come to know and love, Costa Costantinides, put forth Local Law 97. And it created a lot of umbrage. It really did. They put people in a very, very difficult spot to get their buildings green and work towards zero carbon kind of output. And he got beat up pretty good. And folks that were my members, that were real estate folks, beat him up pretty good. But once it was passed, I looked at it like this. When you get lemons, make lemonade. And that was my argument, right? So philosophically, Josh, if you think about it, you've got a building that's an oil sucker that uses oil as its main component that's not insulated, that uses old technology, pound for pound, floor for floor, building for building. Compare that one with an energy efficient one that may have solar on the roof that might use natural gas, which today is abundantly better than oil. We're moving towards electric, and I get that. But end of the day, we're trying to get people to understand how important it is that those two buildings, you want to invest and you want to own the energy efficiency one, right? You're for your tenant's sake, for your own sake. So we formed this Queen's Energy Committee a number of years ago to focus on ways to get things green. We bring together Con Ed, National Grid, NYSERDA, and a number of other players, including practitioners that chair my committee, that do a great job of getting the word out. We've done incentives for the Catholic Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. I lost my train of thought there. They own, I'm on the board, we own 37 buildings. We've done a lot of work there getting some of their buildings more energy efficient from changing the lights to doing better supply of natural gas and changing some of those parameters. And so what this Queens is Green initiative is, I want to make Queens County in partnership with our wonderful borough president, Donovan Richards, who drank the Kool-Aid like I did, and our mayor, Eric Adams, who's drunk the Kool-Aid, and our governor to make Queens the greenest county of all 62 counties in New York State. It's not going to be easy, but I think we have a great mix. And again, Josh, you know Queens really well, right? We have a great mix of industrial, residential, commercial. We are the largest borough with single-family home ownership. Those are tough ones to get converted, right? Whether they put solar on the roof, convert from oil to electric or oil to gas, what have you. At the end of the day, it's a big, big effort. But I think if we're all rowing together, I want us to be that beta. When the mayor wants to do something different and special, I want to be the beta. 
when, when Borough President Richard says to me, Tom, I want to make this particular area green first, we're all ears. But we've got to be rowing in concert. And I think the players that we're bringing to the table, among them Sun Nation Solar, who wants to solarize Queens County, a company called, and by the way, these are all members of the chamber, right? If anybody wants to get involved in this project, join the chamber, happy to share the wealth. Green Energy What's Technologies. The best way for someone to learn more about the chamber? Um, queenschamber.org or happily call me directly at our phone number on the website. We're, we're queenschamber.org. The main number is 718-898-8500. Call and ask for me. But at the end of the day, we're here to help. Well, Tom, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And, you know, with uh, difficult times, sometimes comes opportunity. It's good to know that the chamber's there to support uh, all different businesses. Thanks for all that you're doing for Queens County, for the city in general. I know your empire and that of your mom's has expanded beyond the five boroughs. We wish you nothing but the best. Always remember that Queens is where you got it all started, right? We'll never forget that. That's for sure. <laughs> and we got to start doing some more stuff together. It's been such a crazy, crazy period of hibernation. Please give my regards to mom, your yes, entire sir. family, and let's get together sometime soon. We love it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Josh. Take care. Make sure to subscribe to Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or stream us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com. Thank you.